0: Welcome to Salty Moms Gone Sober. Whether you are a sober, curious, salty individual, can't seem to stay on the wagon, or have some successful sober time under your belt, our podcast creates a safe and comfortable space to let it all out. We can't guarantee anything but a good time and chill vibes. With a dash of humor, genuine language of the heart, and a salty true throat punch here and there, Connect with us on this unpredictable wave of sobriety. And when we find ourselves choking on a mouthful of saltiness, let's stop waiting to exhale and just spit some truth. Without further ado, your hosts, Alyssa Gruskin and Brie Juarez. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mickey. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is an A A and B conversation. So So y'all need need to see your way out. See your way out. Just kidding. We want you to listen. So can you just – Stay on for a little bit longer.
1: (laughs) But seriously? Yeah. Seriously. You know, I can't imagine dating in this COVID world, dating sober.
0: Ew, dating in COVID.
1: But dating with COVID and being sober? Everybody get your bubble.
0: So, Alyssa, that is brilliant. So, if I was still active... Sexually active? (laughs) Uh, fuck you um if i was still act like in active addiction right now um or during like when covid happened period um i wonder how how many times can you get covid like how many probably times never
1: it would never go away you would just have covid indefinitely
0: <laughs> like herpes yeah
1: it'd be like yo dude you got the cove
0: no, this is the vid. You got the vid. <laughs> That's what we call it now these days. The vid.
1: Oh, I've been out of the loop. The C vid. Sounds like a nasty venereal disease. If this is true. You'd also have monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i've never had monkey pox
1: i've yeah, never because- even had
0: chicken pox <laughs> i had the measles
1: that's a shame
0: i've had donkey pox well big floppy donkey dick to you you should have you should have not taken that job in mexico doing the donkey show Alyssa. i told you that a million times that the money was not worth it they pay in Pesos. They do not equal the same in American dollars. But hey, when you get to hang with donkeys all day, who cares how much you're getting paid? You know what I mean? No, I don't. I really don't. Um. So anyway, Alyssa. Uh huh. Um, you've been sober for going on the better half of uh, coming up about three years. Here in a couple months, yeah. Yes. And I, and. Me kind of like six years coming up in a couple months because our sobriety dates are uh, not too many days apart, but mm-hmm. years, obviously. Um, and I don't have much experience with dating in sobriety and in recovery. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience?
1: I don't really have experience. My only dating experience in sobriety was meeting my hubby in Tucker's Pavilion, which...
0: And can you, can you please explain to our listeners what... Is a psychiatric ward where you go to detox and mental health. Did he fit... One of the socks with the rubber on it onto your foot? Like Cinderella? He
1: did. He did.
0: He did.
1: It fit and you It know, fit. <laughs> honestly, we weren't even given those. So um
0: Did you guys actually fuck in detox though?
1: Fuck no. Oh. We were in different rooms. Mm. Not to mention I was more coherent than he was.
0: Cause you were giving him all your drugs.
1: Not me. I was taking my shit. <laughs>
0: So, as someone is a very, a woman full of much wisdom has mentioned on our podcast before, <clears throat> Miss uh, Stephanie Noble, that Alyssa is an anomaly. Okay. Yes. So, as you can tell, this evening we will be talking about sober dating. And first and foremost, we would like to preface this by saying that we in no way shape or form promote that anybody dates somebody that they meet in detox or rehab or ever because people fucking suck no i'm just kidding um kind of um it, but because Alyssa's the anomaly, and there's just one of those, right? Well, mm-hmm. and her significant other, just so us, no one else. That's just that's just two. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Alyssa, what do you think about dating people in the rooms?
1: I think dating people in the rooms is probably a good option, considering you're both sober. But I also think dating in early sobriety isn't always the best. It depends where you are, where your head is. Um, because in early sobriety, your brain's like a fucking mush of mashed potatoes. And try dating with mashed potato brain.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine that going well. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I know that there's kind of that like unwritten silly rule. Um, not to date within your first year of sobriety and it's not like a real rule or anything like that it's just a suggestion of course although
1: you know the aa gods may come down and strike you we don't know
0: i mean it's gonna happen (laughs) they'll fucking find you i
1: mean i started dating like four days out of rehab (laughs) And we've been together on, it be three years.
0: Okay, let's not act like this relationship has been like a perfect little princess and prince story. We'll
1: we'll say three years on and off, give or take. Uh,
0: But I agree completely with you, Alyssa. I think you make a very valid point. So on a serious note, dating in early sobriety is... A very slippery slope, no pun intended. So slippery. <laughs> slippery as in like, flip it in.
1: Like the slip and slide.
0: No, like, slip the dick in. That's mm-hmm. a whole other ball game. I know, but. You know, it's um, life.
1: It fucks you. When life gets hard, fuck it back, right?
0: Yeah, but with like 10. 10- <laughs> 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 when life hands you a dick, just fuck it. Just fuck it! Um no but so for real so there is so much going on in our heads when we first get sober and so like this is if you're in the rooms or if you're not in the rooms what it's just if you're if you are getting sober in general and this is the time when you get to be selfish right what is best for you what kind of life you want to lead, what kind of person you want to be, looking deep inside yourself to find out you know, things that you didn't even really know that you contributed to negatively in other relationships just or positively, like learning about the positives of yourself, building your self esteem. So not even just the negative stuff like becoming your own person. And that doesn't even start until that fog of removing the substance from our bodies lifts and that fog
1: i can see clearly now the rain is gone i, I can, can see, see all obstacles, obstacles in my way <laughs> but newcomer seriously newcomer
0: walks into the rooms makes all the boys swoon they want a 13 step her but she knows better
1: forgot about that song we wrote i wrote we wrote.
0: I wrote. So back to what we were talking So many other things that are important at that time in our lives that we should focus our energy on. And it is not getting a D in the V or a V in the D or, a, or whatever we're into, you know? It, this is the, this is the time when we are trying to figure ourselves out and we, that fog, fuck, like, think about i just feel like my fog didn't lift until really until like a year and a half after mm-hmm. after sobriety and in, and you know what i was doing a year and a half into sobriety guess what i was doing a year and a half into sobriety what
1: were you doing
0: i was planning my wedding Ooh. to somebody i met in in the rooms a year you see and the a pattern? half.
1: there's a pattern there's a pattern but seriously, dating in sobriety, I would think, could be challenging. Um, dating people who aren't in sobriety, those kinds of challenges.
0: Yeah, I have in the past, literally in the past week, I've had two really close friends that are um, both sober. One is in the rooms, the other is not. They both have different programs but both sober and both do have like a recovery program both very serious about their sobriety but also their life doesn't revolve around being sober they live their lives you know and it both of them have some some time under their belt though so they don't feel uncomfortable being in places where alcoholic beverages are served or if they were to go on a date with somebody who might order a beer or a glass of wine, if it's just like one, both, both these females, like that doesn't really bother them. That does not go for everybody, for every male, female in sobriety, no matter how long they've been sober, when they think about dating. There's a lot of people who strictly will only date other people that don't drink
1: I thought about that you know I was like I don't think I could date somebody who wasn't sober I feel like that would be kind of challenging for me but I know people who do it and I think it just it comes down to what you're comfortable with and where you're at in your sobriety
0: I just think about where are we supposed to meet we're not gonna meet him in a bar Right, that's where most people meet their men or women. Or... Okay, well, well, not us people. And
1: I'd say a coffee shop—that's
0: a good one. Do you like drop your napkin and bend and snap like <laughs> Reese Witherspoon? And, um,
1: Definitely no bending long. and snapping.
0: I don't. Know, I've been I've been out of the dating world for a real. real I long mean, you time. just
1: walk in there like your shit don't stink, and if someone likes you, they they come towards you like a piranha.
0: But Alyssa, my shit does stink. <laughs> I think that maybe they'll come towards me faster like a barracuda.
1: I just think it's because you have no game, Bree.
0: <laughs> I don't need game, Alyssa. I just walk into a room, all the boys swoon, <laughs> and I say, how many white chips do you have? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Facts. It's true. (laughs) Not everybody's a white chip wonder. One chip wonder. That's true. One chip wonder. Not everybody's a one chip wonder. What? Not everybody is a one chip white wonder. Beautiful, magical unicorn.
0: Are there any?
1: I am. (laughs) I have not relapsed and I've been sober almost three years. (laughs) But one day at a time. I am. (laughs) Because tomorrow's sobriety is never promised.
0: You have to work for it. You want to know who else is, Alyssa? You. I am. <laughs> but that's you only... You magical unicorn. <laughs> that's only because... That's only referring to being in the rooms. Because I tried to quit many times without going into the rooms. So if I had a white chip for every time, I thought I could moderate my drinking and quit for 30 days and then slowly bring it back in, like one drink at a time. I mean, I could build a a small home of white chip.
1: How... I stayed sober in my first year, I was pregnant. (laughs) Now, if you do the math on when I went to rehab and got clean and met
0: the man I'm with, and then I was pregnant, you can do the math how long it was before I was pregnant. You did fuck in the parking lot when you guys got discharged. Something. I actually didn't see him right away after because he went, he got
1: out and then, and ended up back in. (laughs)
0: Relapsed. Oh, I bet that just had your heart sore. (laughs) And what I mean by sore is just floating on cloud nine. The man of your detox dreams
1: relapsed. It didn't didn't flutter. It sputtered and then it tanked. (laughs) And then he got out and I called him and we hung out and that was the end of it. And we were together ever since. End of
0: story.
1: (laughs) It's a true love story. Okay. (laughs) Barf.
0: <laughs> well, I don't really believe in love.
1: What is love? Nothing but a figment. Is it? Yes, we'll never know. What's
0: love got to do? Got, got to do to with
1: do it? it. What's love? But a second. Something, something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, what did they what say love there? love got to do? Got
0: to do, yeah.
1: I don't know the rest of the words.
0: Make Who sure needs a please. heart when a heart can be broken? <laughs> I swear those are the next words
1: I don't fucking know I said may she rest in peace anyway
0: um so what about a dog park?
1: I mean it would be kind of awkward if you're going to a dog park without a dog.
0: Okay. So what if you have a dog and you're taking it to the dog when park? And I
1: think that's a great place to meet somebody. Sometimes even the grocery store. You know, sometimes the what, gas if you guys are,
0: what if what if you guys are like going both for the reaching, same thing? Re- yeah, both reaching for your like the beans. <laughs>
1: Then there's only one left. The question is who's nice who? enough to let the
0: other person be? who gets the can of baked beans? <laughs> Bush's baked beans, by the way. The man better be a fucking gentleman and let the woman have the baked beans. Breathe, Breathe in seen
1: the Craigslist and scene the missed connections.
0: <laughs> um, when I was like 25. They are still alive and breathing. The Granted, mystery. I am 37 now. So when I was about 25. are still alive and kicking. I went are on it the other day
1: just for shits and giggles. And this one guy was like, I saw you standing there at this, this, this place. And I just, I knew I had to meet you, but you walked away it was this place i look like this you look like this please contact me like how many people are going on misconnections
0: even know it still existed
1: you might as well just put that on your fucking facebook status you probably have better luck yeah <laughs> it's alive and kicking
0: i mean it's not
1: for people alive. like my age Somebody, i don't know how old these people are but oh. <laughs> that's not where i'm going if you know, if I miss a connection, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, fucking
0: A. Miss connections. Like, um, that is. Uh, it's a misconnection
1: is... for a reason.
0: Yes. That's a. um, What is it?
1: It was a misconnection because she
0: saw you stalking her in aisle seven. <laughs> I saw you chasing my fucking baked beans, bitch. They're mine. It's a misconnection, man. Shit's fucking wild. Okay, so dog park. Grocery store. The internet. The the internet.
1: You just have to be careful. You never know who you're talking to. But. you know dating on the internet i've dated pretty much my whole life on the internet except for who i'm with now and i've done a lot of that dating so i've learned a lot of things and one of the biggest things i've learned is talk on the phone with the person before you go and meet them for multiple reasons the biggest one is just seeing if there's any kind of spark in the communication because i don't know about you guys you go out on a date and it's silent and it's awkward because you have nothing to talk about because you don't mesh like that. So it just saves you wasting somebody's time or them wasting your time.
0: Alyssa, you are firing on all pistons tonight, girlfriend. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Aye, 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 aye. Pew, pew. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, but – seriously all cylinders tonight so girlfriend like when you meet someone on a dating site which I have never actually been on a dating site before what I do is I just meet people and they propose and I say yes and I marry them and then I get divorced (laughs) um (laughs) so I don't recommend that either I have never been on a dating site but I think that that is such an incredible idea to have a phone conversation with that person before you meet up face to face because if you can't talk on the phone and like fucking shoot the shit and joke around then you guys know like yeah this ain't gonna work also
1: meeting in a public place I don't know how many times I've dated online and had someone come to my house (laughs) Like Shut a the front door, crazy, or I would go to their house. I'm pretty sure I that's how you get end-
0: murdered and chopped up into little pieces. I've
1: could have ended up on Dateline on multiple occasions. I've put Dateline myself a of, on a lot of dangerous situations because I was under the influence and dating online, so you know, public places always and you know don't invite someone back to your house or go to their house before you've gone on at least five dates with them just so you can make sure although in today's world you really never know what candy you're getting until you take a bite i mean
0: if i'm <laughs> digging on a dude after like he's like i'm eight, gonna take a
1: bite that day
0: i'm i'm doing we're in the bathroom like of wherever we are or in the alley that's just no that's just how i roll so, never how I rolled. That's
1: how I roll. I didn't I didn't do that kind of stuff outside. I only urinated outside.
0: Did a lot of that too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still
0: do a lot of that though. So
1: I, I, I do not
0: sober. Grocery stores, coffee shops, dog parks. The gym. What do you think about the gym?
1: I would say no to the gym because people who are at the gym are not looking to date. They're looking to build muscle, work out. And I know me being a female in the gym, I don't want guys looking at me, talking to me like, I don't exist. Pretend I'm wearing a full body burqa. Mm-hmm. Like, don't look at me.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm wearing I, – I just came from the convent and I'm wearing my, my nun suit. You no,
1: know, who knows? Maybe you go out to dinner and – your waiter is hot like had that happen a few times
0: yeah but then they work in the industry and they probably you know when true. when when the bar closes or when the restaurant closes down what happens the coke comes out the you know free shift drinks for all
1: yep that was my life for quite a while yeah it's fun that as fuck
0: but it's that's not how we're going to date in sobriety so no scratch that idea it's um
1: uh, <clears throat> you know maybe going to concerts comedy club ooh, comedy club a jazz club just kidding those don't really exist much anymore except for in like new orleans and some of those other i think there might be one jazz bar maybe here in richmond i don't know if there are any in but at, a, at a
0: comedy club like you're engaged in the person that's doing like the stand-up and but I mean, you never know. Just go to um, an
1: outdoor venue concert where there's hundreds of people. But I then think a lot
0: of them are getting shitty, yeah. But, but I yeah. did see it was like a gif or a meme or something. Um, and it said they should just have a designated s- sober area at shows and concerts. So that's where the people – But did. let's
1: be honest. Do you think the drunk people are going to stay in their area? Fuck no.
0: Well, <laughs> probably not. But maybe it to- maybe at the beginning. I don't know. So then when you, lo- you look around, you're like, all right. I see what I'm working with here. Maybe. I don't
1: know. Online dating is probably where it's at because people work so much – Everyone's schedules, online dating is huge now. I also suggest being open and honest upfront about sobriety. When you meet somebody and if you're dating, online put it on your profile some people don't read your profile and if they don't next please
0: so I think I can play the devil's advocate with that with putting like living a sober life and only interested in dating people that live a sober life or in recovery because not everybody that Drink is an alcoholic, and you could miss out on meeting someone really, really cool that can have like two beers at dinner once a week. Again, I
1: think it comes down to what you're comfortable with and where you are in your sobriety. Some people are okay with that. I know plenty of people who are in sobriety and they have spouses who do drink, even drink regularly, but not like on an alcoholic level, like they have a drink or two, maybe once or twice a week. And that's fine with them even keeping alcohol in the house. But again, that comes to where you are and in your sobriety and what you're comfortable with. And, you know, like for me, if I was to date again, I would not be comfortable dating somebody who is a drinker. I just don't want to be around it. It doesn't, it's not something that is appealing to me could I be around them when they're drinking yeah I'm around people who drink like my brother and family when I'm over there you know like so it's not that it bothers me it's just not something that I want around me all the time
0: then that comes back to going around to can we only date other people in recovery because they're the only ones that get what we're going through with it in a sense I think
1: Yes, only people in our situation can understand what we are going through, but doesn't mean somebody who's not in our situation can't learn and try to understand. They may not get it, but they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is the situation and I respect it. And you know, I don't do these things around them if that makes them uncomfortable or, you know, you have your boundaries set within those things. I think it is possible. It may be a little bit more difficult if the other person isn't understanding. But then again,
0: then you kick that fucking ass. Asshole or bitch to the curb.
1: Exactly. I mean. Although, you know, dating in the rooms, it is much easier. And I know a lot of people who do date in the rooms just because it's easier to be with somebody who 100% gets it. But then you're looking at other aspects of things. You're both two addicts.
0: Illnesses a lot of no, times is whatever is
1: undercover what if your partner relapses does that jeopardize your sobriety like there's a lot of things you're looking at when you're in a relationship with somebody who is in active is either inactive addiction or is in recovery because there's always that can they relapse and there's a possibility that that is a yes there's a
0: that, that is not a possibility that's a probability
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. So that's something you really need to think about because you just, you don't know and you have to be okay with that. And being on the other side of that is a whole other ball game than you being the addict. It's a lot to handle and deal with if something does arise and come up.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely.
1: Real quick, a lot of the websites that, the dating websites, it will ask you like, are you a drinker? Are you a smoker? So that's good. Because you can see that on the profile
0: that people don't read.
1: This is true. <laughs> I feel like it just really depends.
0: I feel like, but then again, I... you can
1: filter out people. So, like, let's say I'm, a, let's say I'm a drinker, right? And I want to date somebody who also does drink. You'd put that in your filter, and it would filter out all the people who don't drink.
0: Okay, so what about I'm, um, I'm an act, I'm an alcoholic, not active. Um, so. I really want someone who has shrooms. Is there a button for that? No. (laughs) Are you sure?
1: I mean, I haven't been on a dating site in years, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know.
0: So what about people who are not really looking to date, per se, or looking to, like, find love, but they are warm human bodies that have a natural craving for intimacy. Tinder. Is that, is that? (laughs) Most people go
1: on Tinder just to hook up. So yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: I was thinking more of like uh, sex toys. com. I was thinking more of sex toys, not like an actual human being. Oh. Other human beings. Well,
1: there's plenty of options options for that
0: yeah so let's give our guests some ideas, some ideas. because because
1: this is your specialty brie it's I'm not mine. Um,
0: <laughs> when someone says that your specialty is vibrators <laughs> and it's true maybe you're just really cool or maybe you're just really lonely or just really fucking horny all the fucking goddamn time. I mean, uh, I am a woman with a very high yeah, sexual drive, right? Uh-huh. And I have been for a long time in my life. I just, I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. Come on, the nook. Did it all for the nookie. Just did kidding. You- Did you eat the cookie? That was too many calories. (laughs) I may have eaten the cookie sometimes, but then I just went and puked it up before I could digest it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's not where I was going with that one, but okay.
0: (laughs) So I don't know where um, we were going then. Can I braid your... Your armpit hair? Yeah. Come and braid my hair. So those
1: who don't know, I've grown my armpit hair out and this
0: luscious long locks. And I really want to bead it. b e a d s. Oh, but if you put yes. beads
1: on it, then I can shake my arms I and know. make music. I know. Can you dread it too? Yes. I can have dreadlocks under my armpit.
0: I'm... Totally going to dread and bead your armpit hair. I'm going to dye my armpit hair like
1: neon green. Because why not? It's
0: fun. That's even better. Because right oh. now
1: it's just like dark blonde.
0: Dark blonde? I mean, from here that looks like Sasquatch. So. <laughs> oh, God. I wish you people could see this. It's fucking gross. You think I'm We think i gross? Oh, There's nothing should...
1: wrong with women having body
0: hair. There isn't. I am just not one that... I, I can't stand the prickly.
1: It's not prickly once it's this long. It's, I know, not, it's actually but I really fucking soft.
0: I can't get past the prickle.
1: That's a whole other story.
0: Gotta go. Ladies,
1: you don't need to shave it and be pre Pubescent. It's okay to have hair. Oh no,
0: no, no, no! You gotta
1: trim it and keep it nice and neat. And
0: I mean, you can have it however the fuck you want to. I mean, you can have have a random fucking bush. Like you can pull down your panties and it's like
1: Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) You 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 open you open the pants and it's like chewy (laughs) That's where Chewbacca uh... went. (laughs) Um. It's like, Brie, why is Chewbacca living in your underpants?
0: No, it's like, Alyssa, why is Chewbacca living in your underpants? Because I...
1: There is no Chewbacca in there.
0: Okay, well...
1: The only hairy part of my body is my armpits.
0: So I am not advocating that every woman or man should shave any part of their body. I am saying for my personal preference, I do not like... The prickly feeling of my armpit hair. I cannot stand feeling pricklies against my other, my, my labia majora. (laughs) It's gotta go. Labia minora. Or that. (laughs) And actually those are, those are the wrong terms. It's really just my, uh, with the scientific word, my vag lips.
1: I prefer labia minora uh, is how I identify mine as.
0: But it's not the labia min- minora majora. It really is the, the pussy lips. That's I not- don't like that word. Well, I don't like your armpit hair. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I love it.
1: <laughs> is that you or do you have a kitty in your pants? wow You sounded like Gary off Spongebob and shit. If you all could see her face right now, you'd be pissing your pants.
0: Oh, take a picture. <laughs> ah! Ew, I'm so old.
1: You know, it's fucking hideous. You're fucking old and moldy over here.
0: God damn it. Um, <laughs> So for those of us who are single and or... No, um, not, not really interested in fucking mingling because honestly, like, I don't, I don't really like to fucking talk to people. And ready I to- sure as fucking no. I know you don't like to talk to people. No, nope,
1: not a people person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was Good getting at, at uh, yeah, just, it, like, we can do it for like, like this little chunk so of time. So you're talking
1: about what people need to do if they need a diddle diddle wank wank.
0: Exactly. So mm. so last time I was um vibrator shopping, which was a couple months ago. Um so so I have I have several. Um this is one of thirty. <laughs> one, this is one of one, two, three, four, five, like six. Not including rings. Are you serious? Not including dick rings that vibrate.
1: Oh, that's too much work. Just use your hand.
0: You use your hand too. Have you not ever used a dick ring that vibrates?
1: Fuck no, I don't need it. I don't need any of that shit. You
0: don't need it. I was born with two
1: good hands.
0: Because you've never used it, bitch. Try it. Try it. You like it. (laughs) Anyway, let's just wrap this up.
1: In a nice little bow.
0: In something meaningful. For our listeners, which obviously we don't have.
1: So, pretty much if you are single and ready to mingle or you're not, we've given you plenty of options. And, you know, just don't be afraid to go out there and date in sobriety. And also don't be afraid to handle your business at home by yourself. For shiz.
0: And really, ladies and gentlemen of the sobriety world, this intimacy is not easy for any of us opening ourselves up to people no pun intended being vulnerable being completely honest to ourselves to the person that we're potentially you know dating like that shit's fucking hard and it's not to be rushed because we are as much as we don't want to admit it because we think that You know, we are fucking huge spider crawling by my plant and I'm going to pretend like I don't see it right now. Is that the big,
1: big big ones that were like outside your house?
0: Oh, and Oh, fuck no.
1: Go get Um, hairspray and spray it.
0: Well, it's between like two window panes. Oh, you're fine. he can't come in, but I can see him. Okay, so we are very fragile people even though we want to believe that, you know, we're um, unbreakable. And it's really important that we do the work that's recommended by other people who have been through this before and that we utilize that time to focus on ourselves, not really allow other influences to come in that already start changing decisions that you're making in your life, you know? like so quickly in sobriety and it's like oh it's just a harmless date or whatever and then like another one and another one and it's like well so and so doesn't like that I go to so many meetings and so you cut down on your meetings that's that's the kind of red flag kind of stuff you have to think about and it's well why don't you want to spend more time with me why do you need to go to this, these meetings we're not even drinking when we're together Why don't you want to spend time with me? But they don't understand that meetings and fellowship, working with your sponsor all takes time, but that's our medicine. That's our solution. That's what will allow us to continue to be present in any kind of relationship that we have. So looking out for you... And not compromising your sobriety or your values because somebody asks you to because they want to spend more time with you. Because you can guarantee that the more time they spend with you and the less time you work on your recovery, they're not going to want to spend that much time with you because you're going to go back to your old fucking habits
1: well said brie well said
0: aye aye thank you everyone for tuning in tonight thank you so much to all our listeners if you liked what you heard tune in next sunday at 6 p.m eastern time for another episode of salty moms gone sober be there or be square and in the meantime stay salty stay sober stay sane peace